0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Prinelli. That's Bud Elliott. That's Danny Connell. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 where you can watch uh, every Locks episode in addition to our instant reaction shows, in addition to our upon further reviews, and and many more of our live offerings throughout the week. And the best way to know when we are going live is to hit that subscribe button, mash the bell for notification, so you find out. If you're listening to us uh, on any of our audio formats, you can get us wherever you get your podcast. We thank you for that as well. Uh, feel free to go and leave us a five-star review and include a question. That's how you can get in the big old bag of mail, which we open up each and every Wednesday. We got a lot to get to. It's a little bit of a loaded week. I mean, the a lot of top 25 teams in action. We've got the new college football playoff rankings release, sort of setting the stage for that. But as we always do, let's begin with a very quick review of last week. Tom, smoking nine and three he sprayed the board and it paid off for him. The wins were Michigan state plus four and a half against Michigan, Indiana plus five and a half Virginia tech plus four and a half. The over 54 and a half in Oklahoma state, Kansas Purdue, Nebraska under 52 and a half Kansas state TCU under 58 and a half. Then Illinois Rutgers under 42 Baylor, Texas under 61 and a half and Boise, Colorado state under 51 and a half uh, took a lock fight loss to Chief Chip with the total in Iowa, Wisconsin, Uh, the lock agreement loss with Chip in the under 43 and a half in Minnesota, Northwestern, and then all alone on an island uh, took an L with UCLA plus six and a half, but still nine and three week. That is plus up 5.7 units. The best week of any of us in week nine up to 50 and 38 on the season. Tom, any notes, thoughts on your card last week?
1: You know, the best thing a, a gambler or better can do is, is, you know, dissect both the wins and the losses and figure out why something worked or why something went wrong. But also when you're in the zone, you just don't question things. So
0: Seeing the board, love Seeing it. Seeing the board well. All right, uh, Chip went five and five. My wins were the aforementioned lock fight win on the Iowa-Wisconsin total. Also picked up a lock fight win over Danny, taking Notre Dame minus three and a half. Uh, The other wins were SMU plus – oh, SMU was a loss. Also with the over 62 in that game, a two-for-one special. Picked up a lock agreement win with Illinois Rutgers under 42 with Tom and a lock agreement win in Fresno State plus one with Danny. Losses were the total in Michigan, Michigan State. The uh, Ohio State team total over 37 and a half. Uh, the bus broke down. SMU plus one was a loss. Kansas plus 30 and a half. Uh, rock chalk, my friends. So uh, five and five week. And I, I think that as I sit here in last place among the four of us, my notes are just to continue to spray the board because my happy place is just to throw like 10 up there and finish six and four. I didn't quite hit six and four, but dadgummit, that's what I can do. And if so... Then maybe, maybe I could put myself in a position where I could, uh, I could maybe chase down Danny. However, Danny putting some distance uh, as he goes seven and three uh, on the week. The wins include Wisconsin minus three and a half. Auburn minus two and a half, Houston uh, minus a half a point, Oklahoma (laughs) minus 18 and a half, Mississippi State plus one and a half, the two for one special of not only the Fresno State plus one, uh, but also the over 44 and a half. The losses were a lock agreement loss with Bud on Florida plus four and a half, the under 47 and a half in Clemson, Florida State, which we've mentioned, you know, the total on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the North Carolina plus three and a half a lock fight lost to Chip. Danny, The aside from the Clemson-Florida State, or is that maybe if that's your lingering note of uh, just beware of the the worst beats in all of college football? But uh, what would
2: you yeah. think about your week? Uh, I thought it was solid. I actually thought I was on the right side of Florida, too, getting 14 and a half, except for that uh, little two-minute stretch before the halftime. Uh, which actually blew up that one. And it was not only a loss for the cover three locks, but I had Florida State three ways (laughs) in my own personal account. I had them getting the nine, I had them on the money line, and I had the under Mm -hmm. and all three of those out the window. The last two, the total and the cover, were the, the hardest pill to swallow. But, hey, that's gambling in a nutshell.
0: 39 and 40 on uh, the season. Then, Bud, uh, one in five on the week. Your win was Bowling Green plus 14, picked up uh, the lock agreement loss on Florida plus 14 and a half. Uh, also, the under 58 and a half and Virginia plus three, Louisville plus seven, and the Georgia State, Georgia Southern over 55 and a half. You are still uh, the season leader at 52 and 38 with Tom just on your he- heels at 50 and 38. But a uh, one in five week, uh, what, what does the notepad say?
3: Uh, so I I don't know that I totally agree with Danny on, on the plus 14 and a half being the right side. I, I understand his reasoning for that. Um, but I, Florida also really wasn't moving the ball you know, very well. Uh, UNLV Nevada under 58 and a half to me is unquestionably the right side. They had like 731 yards of offense in that game. I mean, that should net out to like 54 or excuse me, like 47 points. Uh, they had three defensive scores in that ball game. That killed my under my, my under shot. I, I, I would bet that again. I would bet that like for twice as much as I actually hit it for uh, Virginia plus three. They were kind of bouncing back and forth until the, the quarterback got hurt. Uh, but clearly I, I should have played uh, the team total over for my lock. Louisville hung with them for a little while and then ended up just getting their doors blown off in the fourth quarter. So, wrong side there and very wrong side on Georgia State, Georgia Southern. I, you know, Post week eval, I ended up one and five. I got lucky the week before catching two wins that I probably didn't deserve to go nine and one. This week, I think I probably deserve to go about two and four. The UNLV under Nevada under was the right call.
0: Mm, see, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get in anybody else's business, but that was a Friday game that started at 10 30. And I have voiced my displeasure for those games. And when you are running those calculations about how many yards should equal the points, I should point out that that is happening in a sane universe with games that are happening at normal times. And that that (laughs) other universe for 10.30 p.m. Friday night games. I mean, you could come out a winner, but just always beware of that. Uh, Let our listeners and viewers know that.
1: The air is thinner at night, so it's easier to move the ball.
0: Facts. The first, the first of many <laughs> scientific takes here as we turn the page to week ten. Gentlemen, are you ready to lock it up? Let's do it. Players that are. We're picking locks. My blue plate special
3: five star locks are coming
1: since 2005 when Service Academy's. not
0: get these locks. Five star master lock. Lock it up.
1: Younger is 33,91. We've got over 80 million dollars.
0: You want these locks? I'm I'm, I'm living and dying every every
1: point, every cover. cover, cover,
0: All right, so as we do for all the early birds i want to make sure that any of these picks on thursday friday and a couple of the the bigger ones do end up getting touched on or at least given the opportunity so georgia state and louisiana on thursday anybody gotta play nope
1: all right. i'm i'm not like
3: i'll go over 53 okay I'll, I'll get back on the georgia state over train uh i think i think louisiana can score here uh, I played Louisiana ten and a half now it's like thirteen, so that's it's out of range for me there. Uh, but o- over fifty three for me is something I
1: want for a lock. A Twitter tip in that game is Louisiana minus thirteen, but I'm not in love with anything
0: what any just uh, better team I mean in it what's
1: I just I don't trust Georgia State defensively to get any stops really is what it comes down to.
0: All right. Uh, Friday, Virginia Tech and Boston College and then Utah-Stanford in the Twilight Zone game uh, as the late game on Friday. Anybody want to get in on VTBC or Utah-Stanford?
3: I'll take something to VTBC. All right. Uh, I, I already bet this 46. 47 is the best I could do now for the over, I think, mm-hmm. in VTBC. Um, so I did bet VT in this game, and now I wish I hadn't. <clears throat> there's people I trust who think that Jakovic's uh, coming back, and he's going to be back this week. So I already liked this over with Grosell in there, which maybe tells you I haven't adjusted my numbers enough for Grosell, but I think I have. And if Jakovic plays, I definitely want the over. So over 47 for me. This is also something I played a little alt total uh, over as well in case he's back. Because if, if he is back, I mean, this thing could be in high high 50s.
0: All right. Boston College, four and four on the season. Remaining schedule is Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Wake Forest. Um, if Djokovic is back, that sure seems like a let's go make a bowl game kind of move, right? Yeah. Those are, those are some toss up games in the first three of them. VT, Georgia Tech, Florida State. Uh, Djokovic gives them a much better chance. That is very interesting information and something that our listeners should definitely keep in mind uh taking it to saturday we're gonna get you started on america's most watched network the network of stars set your alarm be sure you're ready because at eleven thirty 30 a.m we will be getting back into the commander-in-chief trophy battle army and air force in this one and i mean we it, tom, tom do you want to lead us off
1: Oh, are they playing this week
0: yeah i <laughs> I, I think i think the people know what where, uh, where this is going. I mean, it's, I, if you don't put this on the card, it is going to be more shocking than you taking an over in Iowa, Wisconsin. I saw somebody
1: in the, in the comments earlier, ask if I had the stomach to take an under 37 and a half. And it's oh. like chip took an under 37 last week. You think I can't take the under 37 and a half in a service Academy game. Of course I'm locking up the under in army air force. Here's here. Here we go. Since 2005, in games between service academies, the under is 39, 9, and 1. I don't care what the numbers say because my numbers tell me that there's going to be about 49 points scored in this game. But guess what? My numbers have always told me there's going to be about 47 to 58 points scored in these games between option teams. Do you know how many points are scored? 30, usually, at most. Sometimes you get a crazy game that goes to 55, but that's very rare. 2 option teams they run the ball 80 percent of the time the clock never stops each team gets the ball about five times before the game's over after 90 minutes and everybody goes home with a 17 to 14 game so i'm taking the under 37 and a half lock it up
0: go fight. off king <laughs> what
1: I'm, I'm fighting it with over 37
0: bar fight
3: fight fight fight
0: fight
1: fight.
3: I make this 41 and a half. Uh 38s the key number that you really want in college football. So, yes, like I this is just a math thing, right? I I applied like the tempo adjustments that I always apply. I also applied an additional point and a half service academy versus academy adjustment, which I think if you do that kind of gets you there historically. And I still have to have to hit an over here. So, I don't know. Put some, put some room between me and Tom or or Tom can catch me on this one. Thank, Thank you. Thank yo, you for giving me a free win. Jeez.
0: I mean, I I'm it's a math thing for me too. You know what the math is? The math says 3991. Nine one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come on, let's go! Uh, all right, I'm, I'm very happy. We're off and running here. Uh, got ourselves a little two-on-one uh, bar fight. All right, let's uh, let's go to uh, twelve o'clock Eastern Time. A uh, couple games that I wanted to highlight as headliners. The first of which, uh, Wake Forest takes its number nine ranking from the College Football Playoff Selection Committee into Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, a short favorite in this game, about two and a half over under. 76 and a half. Anybody got a play on this game?
2: ACC boys. let got one? Yeah. Let's go. Are you on your heels? Yes. All right, me too. I'm on the heels. I think Wake is just one of those stories where it's been nice, but they have vulnerabilities. North Carolina's been pretty battle-tested. They've been in a lot of shootout games. I think they'll be more than comfortable. And I know Wake had the game with Army, and they pulled away late, and that was a shootout, and they put up 70. I would lean towards the over in this one, too, because I don't think either team is stopping them. But I think at Chapel Hill, I think this will be one of those games where Mac Brown gets his squad motivated. I think they're ready. And Dave Clawson has done a fantastic uh, job with the team this season so far. ACC quarterbacks might be the story that's not getting enough love because Sam Hartman has been spectacular. But I think the run comes to an end now. I kind of hope I'm wrong because I would love to see Wake keep moving up the undefeated ranks. But I think it comes to an end, and I think the Heels cover at home. Yeah, it sounds uh, just – perfect for the the all the storylines that are
0: going on here um it is the kind of game that mac brown is gonna like be able to have all of his motivational tactics going it is homecoming in chapel hill it is wake forest uh the game I expect to play out a little bit like last year's 56 to 53. I don't think that it's going to be a game where North Carolina is going to ever feel comfortable because I don't think North Carolina is going to get a lot of stops, but I also don't think that wake forest is going to be able to get a ton of stops because I liked what I saw from North Carolina's offense against Notre Dame. It was a Notre Dame defense that when I took the over, I was noting the loss of Kyle Hamilton and um, you know, thinking that North Carolina would be able to do its part, but here being able to do that, I think includes being able to win the game. Uh, I will, if you want to take the over, then again, like Danny said, I don't think it's a horrible play, but I think North Carolina wins this. I've got it under a field goal. So let's go ahead and lock it up. All right. Uh, Let's take it to Lincoln where Scott Frost is three and six and his Nebraska Cornhuskers have just been experts at losing one score games. They are just really, really good at losing close, or as Tom mentioned, on the early edge on Wednesday for Sportsline, or winning big. So uh, Ohio State favored by 15 and a half coming off that performance against Penn State, which fell short of offensive expectations and was much closer than I think anybody expected coming off the Illinois result. But you know, is Ohio State going to get right? Are they going to run it up? What are we expecting here? Does anyone have a play on the Buckeyes and the Cornhuskers?
1: I, I'm I not. This, oh,
3: go ahead. To me, this is just Vegas hugging the public publicly facing tr- like power metrics very closely. You know, if this is five or six years ago, maybe we we we, we catch a Nebraska, you know, 18 and a half number. And I would probably consider betting that at this point in the week, but like, they, okay, so here's a little something quick for you. I'm not gonna take very long on this. If you look at some of these sort of Pythagorean win records, right, and Nebraska is routinely underplaying theirs by a ton, but their underlying metrics suggest this team should probably be six and three, not three and six, right? They've had crazy turnover luck going on. They've had really weird end of game scenarios. They had literally the punt they punted to the left and the whole coverage was to the right which creates a nice punt return lane if you can get it uh th- this line reflects a nebraska team that is more like 6 and 3 or maybe 5 and 4 and not a nebraska team is 3 and 6 and i think this is a really good example of how
1: lines are 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 closely tracking these power ratings yeah, I'm, I'm not locking it up, but I would take Nebraska. Because as you mentioned, Chip, like Nebraska's three wins this year have been by an average of 39.7 points per game. The The closest win they've had has been a 25-point win. Their losses have come by an average of 5.5 points. They've all been one score. None of them have been by more than eight points. So it's like, I think Nebraska's going to lose, and Nebraska's losses are all by one score, and they're getting two scores. So if I'm betting it, that's what I'm doing.
2: That is why you lock up Nebraska, which I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take them. Um, I think Ohio State is getting to the part of their schedule. I mean, they were dominant through that, like the weaker part. And then they kind of came back to reality. And I think winning by two touchdowns in Nebraska might have some Ohio State fans upset. No, oh, what's wrong with us? I think that might be a pretty good scenario for the Buckeyes where they come out and they beat a pretty good team. Because I think Nebraska's record is completely deceiving. I think the players on this team, Are like, and I always look at head coaches on the hot seat and say, All right, what are the players doing? Are they still buying in or have they thrown in the towel on the coach? And when I see them losing and competing in every single game, I think you're going to get their best effort here too. It's a home field advantage. It's, you know, there's going to be red all over the place. Not that Ohio State's not used to it, but I think Nebraska will be able to keep this one close within the 14 and a half.
0: One trend, if you want to attack the total in this, I might go under. Just because I wouldn't want to trust Nebraska's offense to be able to take you over the top against, I, I don't have Ohio State as necessarily a plus value or dominant defense, but it ain't the like, it, it's not Fordham. You know, it's, it's not some of these games that they've won by 39 points and put up 40 to 50 points. I, I see it being a little bit more like the closer, lower scoring games that Nebraska's had against some good teams. All right, let's take it to 3.30 p.m. Eastern time for the SEC on CBS Game of the Week. It is Auburn and Texas A&M. This one, of course, you can see on CBS. You can stream it for free on the CBS Sports app or on CBSSports.com. Do we see, and this is, you know, very much a, a kind of throw your hands in the air kind of line to me in terms of uh, Texas A&M, the home team favored by four and a half over under sitting squarely on that key number of 49. Does anybody have some strong intuitions here and uh, want to play a lock on this battle between two top 15 SEC West teams? I
1: very much do. Let's go. I'm taking the under 49 and a half.
0: Oh, you've got a half out there?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ed. there's a couple of halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's, I mean, I don't trust either of these offenses. Like, I, I know that Zach Calzada played really well, and Texas A&M played really well offensively in that Alabama game. Full credit to him for that. But the last two weeks against South Carolina and Missouri, they've been awesome, but South Carolina and Missouri are not good defensive teams. Bo Nix has been amazing the last two weeks but it was against as we've talked about arkansas Ole miss two bad defensive teams and now like the auburn offensive line has been a problem for it all season long which is why they have to rely on nicks more than i think that they ideally would want to i think they would love to just be able to let tank Biggs be be the offense because he's good but they don't have the line to do it and they certainly don't have the line to do it against this texas a&m defensive front so i think that this is going to be i like the aggies to win and I think that Auburn's path to victory here involves kind of a higher-scoring shootout. They need things to get a little sloppy and a little weird. And I just don't see that happening very often. I see this as being Texas A&M 27, Auburn 20. So I'm going under 49 and a half. Man, Tom, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Denny.
2: Log it up. Yeah, let's go. You too? Whoa! We got all, you two? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that's three. Buddy, you getting in on this? What I hope
3: happens, although this would not be good for the show, is (laughs) that everybody jumps on this and they steam this under, and then I'm going to bet the over 48 if it gets there. That's my buy point on the over. (laughs) Uh, I still am a little bit curious about pace here for A&M. Early in the year, they were playing much faster than Jimbo normally likes likes to play. Then the quarterback gets hurt. They went back to playing really slow with Calzada in the first couple games, but then they didn't play nearly as slow in the last couple. So I'm kind of figuring, like, okay, is a back? Did they have some intentionality to how, how fast they played that spring game? If we can jump back to, to April here for a second. Did they have you know some intentionality to how they played early in the year? My pace adjustment is probably what is driving me to potentially hit an over here, but I'm not going to hit it. I took a little bit of, of four flat on on Sunday, but I'm not going to play four and a half. So pass.
0: So to just for our record keeping purposes, no locks there. Yeah, I'm just. Saying. Tom has uh, gotten started. Danny is on board. Uh, Chip brings in the Latifa because, like, heck yeah! What? What? Why do we think that these two quarterbacks have just all of a sudden had this tremendous growth? i I think we discussed it on wednesday's show like this is this me doubling down on um i was singing zach calzada's praises and then i reviewed all of the statistics did my research and realized that i should not be taking the south carolina missouri success as something that i should play forward against an auburn defense that i respect
2: especially on the back end pass defense side so yeah i'm i'm right there with you danny same thoughts Absolutely, I think uh, Texas A&M's defense quietly is fourth in the country in scoring defense, only giving up 16 points over a game. We've talked a lot about Clemson's greatness, Cincinnati's greatness, uh, and of course Georgia's greatness. And then there's Texas A&M coming right behind them. So I think I, I don't trust either one of these quarterbacks to continue their torrid pace, like they've been great. I trust Bo Nix a little bit more, but not really against this defense on the road uh, with that. Trend we've seen of Bo Nix. I know he got off the schneid. What was it, Arkansas that he went on the road? I think that game was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of helped that somewhat. But I'm going to go ahead and take that under. Let's Four and uh, one on the year. Good stuff. Good stuff. For the Unities, uh, nice. For the Unities, yep.
0: Let's, uh, let's look at number 11, Oklahoma State. Going to take on West Virginia. It's going to be a tough environment. And the Cowboys are narrow, three and a half point favorites. Another over under. Thunk. Right on uh, forty nine. Maybe you've got some forty nine and halves. So if you want to uh, shop around, anybody got a play on what I think is the biggest game in the Big Twelve uh, this week?
1: I might have a play for later in the
2: show. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh! I'll go ahead and get one out of the way now. I think I'm leaning the same side as Tom. I'm going to go ahead and take the Mountaineers, baby. Give me this. Is there any team that you really, really trust, including Oklahoma in the Big 12, to travel as a favorite on the road and pull off this win by more than three and a half points? Like, I think this would be close. Uh, West Virginia, Neil Brown's been a story of the season. Jarrett Daggy's been really solid coming off uh, one of his best weeks of the season when he was 30 of 46 for 370. Uh, as they took down Iowa State. like I trust the West Virginia offense more than I trust Oklahoma State's offense at this point. I would lean to the under in this one, but I'm going to go ahead and lock up the Mountaineers getting three and a half here in this spot.
0: I really like that pick. I don't want to coattails it, but I, I've, I give you a full-throated endorsement there, and I lean on the under too. The, the West Virginia team, if you want to bite on it, Sure seems like they're playing with more confidence because there was a point a couple games ago where you felt like after losing three in a row, um, I think I mentioned this yesterday too, like TCU ran the opening kickoff back 100 yards. I mean, you you kind of put West Virginia on that. Are, are they about to just, just sort of bail on this? Is the bottom about to fall out? Are the Mountaineers going to free fall? I think to respond in that game, you know, TCU, we look at a different light, but Still I think that uh the way that West Virginia bounced back then you followed that up with the win against Iowa State that was a home win this is going to be a second straight um a second straight ranked foe coming into town I momentum isn't real but confidence is and I think there's a lot more confidence uh around that building right now so I, I definitely support that as well let's take it on to the night slate Alabama is a 28 and a half point favorite against LSU uh, over under somewhere around 66 and a half or so. Anybody got a play on uh, this great SEC West rivalry? Lay it. I'm, lay, I'm considering. Lay, yes. Lay those wow. points. I mean, the scoring, uh, the scoreboard, since Ed O'Dron said roll tide blank you is 55 to 17 kind of think that we're going to see something similar. There is zero reason for Nick Saban to call the dogs off in this game because everything is based on eyeing the end of the season against Auburn and the SEC championship game against Georgia. Everything is focused on uh, perfection and playing to that championship in Alabama standard. I, I think that because of LSU's personnel situation, particularly in the secondary, even the backups – are going to come in and be able to continue to execute at a high level and continue to score touchdowns against this LSU defense. In fact, you could argue that based on the injuries, the depth, again, the personnel situation of LSU, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, that when Alabama puts its backups in, that's about the quality that LSU is starting the game with. So I, I feel comfortable saying that this is a 30-point win. Lay it. Roll Roll Tide.
2: Roll Tide. A uh, just, just don't want to lay 28 <laughs> 20. <laughs> roll time i think yeah. you're on the right side that's a big number
1: i do too i just don't want to all
2: right uh <laughs> speaking- i'm trying
1: to pay as little attention to that game as possible because i doubt it's going to be worthy
3: of our attention <laughs> i mean there's still a 17 out there for first half which i thought about too so a couple actually
0: I would take first half anything up to 24. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is 28 nothing. He's going to, he's going to give them the uh, Ole Miss Lane Kiffin popcorn special. Uh, all right, let's go. Or let's wrap this up for sort of the, the big headliner games before we hit the break and go open gym, uh, Oregon at Washington, some sweet, sweet university president smack talk, uh, I guess highlights this game, but on the field, I, I think that you got to look at it as one of the bigger tests, especially in Husky Stadium, uh, in that environment. One of the bigger tests for Oregon that it's going to face in conference play. There's a Utah date that's coming up that's on my radar. And then, of course, the Pac 12 championship game. If the Ducks, now ranked number four, are going to continue, does anyone have a play for Oregon Washington?
2: I do if no one else is going to. I get a full touchdown, right? For the uh the Huskies. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I, I I think this Oregon team is suspect. I hope they win. I would love to see them win. I don't trust them to go on the road in Seattle, which is one of the loudest places to play. I think Jimmy Lake is one of the better defensive coaches. I would probably lean toward the under on this one, 51 and a half, but I don't I, I think the funny thing about this week is there was so much reaction to the the rankings and my biggest reaction is always let the dust settle like if anybody's upset there were a lot of people like oh I can't believe Oregon's ahead of a you know Ohio State at this spot and they're all the way up at 4 I think maybe they drop, but I don't trust them to go on the road and win more by a touchdown. I would say it's going to be a lower scoring game. I would lean towards the under, but go ahead and give me Washington here in the spot. I don't. I just don't trust Oregon to win big on the road in this spot. Can I just I, say Washington is not is one of the teams
3: that I just will not be playing in locks because they just play games with the injury stuff. <laughs> and like, no, look, think about that Arizona game, right? All of a sudden they come out and they have three additional starters who didn't really hear about all week. Not be like th- that stuff matters. And I, I just they're one of those teams where I have a column in Tweet Deck with, with beat writers from each conference, and I just want to look before the game. You know, I, I just I'm not gonna be locking those guys up anymore just because they, I can't trust that like the, who they say is gonna play is gonna play.
2: Their record is also it's kind of, they're four and four, but they're they've been competitive in every game. Uh their loss to Oregon State doesn't look as bad. I mean, there's no excuse for the opener uh against Montana, but and then once they got past the Michigan loss. They've been kind of figuring some things out. They've got back to back wins. I just think they're coming with a little bit confidence in this game.
1: I, I'll just say, first of all, kudos to the Pac 12 for not scheduling this game at 10 30 on a Friday night. I know it was hard for you not to do that and you really wanted to, but darn it. I don't even,
2: was this their choice? This is ABC Prime. This might have been ABC and ESPN's like helping them out by giving them one in primetime. You know, they were playing. Larry's had- got that much credit as he's gone. Like, I don't think he had that much foresight. <laughs> I I also just want to say just for the narrative purposes
1: and for covering the sport, nothing to do with like the playoff or what I want to happen or think will happen. I hope Washington wins just because whether I agree with what Jimmy Lake was saying earlier this week, (laughs) I want coaches doing that more often. I want coaches out here talking crap about their rivals more often. And I want coaches to feel more able to say what they think or what they feel, and if he says that this week and Washington loses, he's just going to hear it. He's going to hear about it nonstop, and he'll probably never do anything like that again. So, for that alone, I hope the Huskies win, or at least get screwed out of a win.
0: West Washington, it, Washington
2: wins this game by turning it into a grind, right, Danny? Like that's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Oregon kind of plays into that grind because I don't, you don't want Anthony Brown out there throwing it all over Swinging the yard. It. You know, like, so the, I think this would be a lower scoring game that'll be tight in the fourth quarter and within that touchdown.
0: I don't hate that. Um, and, and like you mentioned too, I, w- I would probably lean towards uh, the under as well. Coming up on the other side, we open up the entire board uh, and lay out the rest of our week 10 locks next Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They threw fisticuffs at the press conference? (gasps) Canelo plant. Check it out on Showtime pay-per-view. What a uh, what a treat for our YouTube uh, watchers who are, who are tuning in either live or on the replay. But uh, you, of course, check it out even if you're listening on the audio form. Okay, Tom, you had a stellar week. The honors on the T box are all yours. Where would you like to go to get us started as we continue uh, now with the whole board available for Week Ten?
1: I'd like to start here because there's a chance that the one could continue moving the other direction so I'm taking Tennessee plus one at Kentucky uh I we've talked about it a little bit on the show offensively Kentucky was really good at the start of the year because nobody knew what offense it was running nobody knew what to expect nobody knew what they would be doing then they saw it and ever since then Kentucky's offense has kind of gone you know the wrong way like their first few games of the season they had a success rate of 54.4% and were averaging 3.2 points per possession. In their last 6 games that's dropped to 51.2% and they're averaging 1.84 points per possession and this is a Tennessee offense where week to week it's kind of fluctuated which is kind of the way that the offense works the one that they run there's some weeks where it looks great depending on who they're facing and some weeks when it doesn't and this is a good Kentucky defense But it's a Kentucky defense that has been much better against the run than it has been the pass, and I think that that could be a problem because even though Tennessee runs the ball often and far more often than it passes, when it does throw the ball, it's been very efficient and very effective, and I think that's an area where the volunteers can have some success against Kentucky in this game. So I've got Tennessee winning by about two points, so if I'm getting them one point, I'm going to take it. So lock up the Vols plus one. Did you see
3: what they opened this?
1: Uh, It was something ridiculous.
3: Four and a half. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of a theme here. I got a couple picks on the board where I think that your best football is still representative in your profile and your resume, and congratulations, and it helps you out in your statistics, but I don't think it's coming on Saturday, and I think Kentucky is one of those teams, and I see Tennessee uh, being able to win that game. So I'm I'm also on Tennessee.
2: Where's Latifah? Come on, come on! This is a matchup that if you lost at one time at Tennessee, it would get you fired, right? Like this is a rivalry game. Like your perception of yourself is we have to beat Kentucky every single year. I know it sounds crazy to say this, but I feel like. Tennessee even though back-to-back losses coming into this game, I feel like there's more momentum with them. I think there's more to this team. I think the I think like the potential for this team what they could have been if they had Hendon Hooker starting from week 1 as opposed to the Joe Milton experience which didn't last very long, um is really is really kind of compelling when you think about it, but Will Levis has been a turnover machine, including last week with the three interceptions. I don't trust him. I think Tennessee will be able to put up some points. I don't trust Kentucky to match those, so give me the Vols. Play that Bud Lightyear.
0: Oh, (laughs) my (laughs) gosh. Please be the right button.
2: The world world is about to feel feel something that they they never felt before.
1: To infinity
2: and beyond.
0: So I believe we had two lock infinities on our win totals podcast, and we have not had one lock infinity since then. Mm. This is the first single game lock infinity for the 2021 season.
3: Mm -hmm. I uh, Mm. did it. I was texting with this guy. He runs a pro group and I was telling him what I already hit because he doesn't watch the Sunday show. And he called me a uh, a jerk. We'll, we'll, we'll use a nicer term for hitting that. And he's like, now I got to go hit it because every other group in the world is going to hit this. And they all did. And Will Levis and Kentucky's offense last week, and that's, there's no guarantee that it'll be this week, but last week with about 10 minutes left in the game, they were at negative 3.5 yards per attempt adjusted, which means that if you are taking a knee, although not a knee in the shotgun, right? Because that that could be a longer loss. But if you just taken a freaking knee, Kentucky, instead of throwing the ball last week, you would have been in better better position each time. Now variance, obviously, you don't want to do that. That's not also it's embarrassing, but not quite as embarrassing as Kentucky's passing game has been in the SEC. Uh, it's not fixed, and there's not a whole lot of lines this week that just make me go WTF. This was one of them. I I, I think Tennessee should be a favorite. Let's
0: Makes go. Sense. Let's go! Yeah, I'm. I'm. Juices are flowing now. All right, uh, boards open. Let's see. Why don't we go, Tom? You got three on the board. You want to drop another one?
1: All right, sure. I will go to a game that I can't believe you didn't include in the games of the week, Chip. Michigan State going on the road to face the giant killers, Purdue, and I'm taking the under. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just, I've got a lot of unders this week. Spoiler alert! It's just that time of year, but it's, you know, Michigan State is number three, deserves to be there. Got that huge win over Michigan. It's played very well this year, but it's a home run hitting team. There's a lot of variance in what it does. And we saw it last week with Michigan State against Michigan where Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns. Kenneth Walker was phenomenal. Kenneth Walker has been doing that all year long. Where it's, It kind of reminds me, and I'm not comparing the two as players. I'm just saying style-wise, Kenneth Walker's season reminds me of what Barry Sanders used to be back when he played for the Lions where you'd watch a game and Barry Sanders would get like one yard, two yard lose 4 yards, 2 yards, and he would have these nothing runs and then bam, 65-yard touchdown run in which he breaks 35 tackles, spin moves 17 times, leaps over five guys and scores. And that's kind of what Kenneth Walker and what this Michigan State offense has been for the its entire season. There's a lot of explosive plays, but there's not a lot of consistency from down to down and I think that at times that's at some point, that's going to hurt them. I don't know if it's going to hurt them this weekend at Purdue, but I do think they're facing a Purdue defense that has far exceeded my expectations for it before the season. They're ranked 10th nationally in defense success rate. They're 12th in points per possession allowed. They've got a good pass rush led by George Karloftis, but they've got other guys who are helping out in that area this year that they didn't have the last couple of years, which really hurt them. I think this is a very solid Purdue team that you know we, we obviously know about the win it had earlier this season. And But we still don't realize this is probably like the second or third best team in the Big Ten West right now. And there's a reason the spread is as small as it it is. But the problem is Michigan State's bad in the red zone on offense, and so is Purdue. So neither of these teams, I trust them to finish drives when the field gets small. And that usually leads to unders to me. So I'm taking the under 54 in Purdue, Michigan State.
3: What is the most common final score in college football? It's 55 points. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my buy point on this, right? Like, if it sits 55, I'm right there with you. I played two and a half earlier. Now that's gone, so I can't get that out as a lock. Um, I, I, my only thought on this is Purdue was extremely lucky to win last week. I mean, that that's one of the lowest post-game win expectancies of the year for a winning team. I think they were, what are they, 7% or 6%? But that's how you
0: beat
1: Nebraska.
3: Yeah, sure. I
0: mean, it's really important that Nebraska, when it tries an onside kick, doesn't have but one offensive player on the yeah. hands team. I mean, that's <laughs> the way you do it. You, you know have I mean? to make
1: as many mistakes as possible to beat Nebraska. That's just how it works. <laughs> All right, that's
3: that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I think Tom's the right side here. There's a
0: reason they're not giving you a 55. So what's – uh? What is the AP ranking for Michigan State? I think, I don't don't know.
3: know. If if Chip don't know, we don't know because I don't think the rest of us pay attention to
0: it. I love how fast we forget. Okay. Because the, I think the lucky thing for Michigan State is that Purdue is, is that Michigan State is ranked number three and not in the top two because Purdue has 13 wins over teams ranked number one or number two. But Michigan State's three. So I just I can't jump on board with the uh the Purdue upset special. Uh at least uh not at this portion of the proceedings.
1: Michigan State's not indie enough to be number two in the AP pool chip. Uh it is number five. Okay. That's right.
0: Uh Bud, why don't you uh why don't you give us one?
3: All right. Uh actually vacuum's going on in the background. Go to go to DK real quick. I'll be right back.
2: Okay. <laughs> can't hear it. It's all good. All right. I gotta play. Yeah. Uh Missouri is playing against the dogs. Sure yep. Um, it's a big number. Massive number for a conference opponent, right? 38 and a half, 39. Uh, I'm staying away from that. The total, so I'm trying to find my numbers here. What is it? 50, 60. I can get 60? Uh, let me 39 check. And a half? 39 is stupid. I can get right? you 60 if you want the under. I want the under. I'm going to take the under here. Um, The only thing that kind of scares me is maybe Georgia, but they have no reason to run it up. I don't think Missouri is going to put up points. They're starting to play for something too, and I've been parts of teams when I was at Florida State where the defense starts realizing they can accomplish something special. And you start putting up statistics that are historically great, and then the defense goes out there and they're like, hey – Let's pitch a shutout. Like, that becomes the goal. Let's hold him to zero. Or then it's just a field goal. And even if you give up that field goal, then it's, hey, we can't give up any more points. And even when the backups are in there, they still start thriving off that and feeding off it. I think that's what you're going to see. I think Georgia dominates. I would lean towards laying the points. But I don't think is going to score close to 60 in this matchup. So I think you could see 49-3, to three, you know, somewhere in there, maybe a 42-10 to 10 possibly. But I think this will be a dominant performance from Georgia. But I don't. I don't think Georgia is going to put up that many points unless one thing that makes me a little bit nervous. Maybe they want J. D. Daniels to get some work. But even then, I just don't think they're going to put cover this number. So I'll take the under in this one. Give me the under sixty. Uh, Mizzou versus uh, Georgia. I will forever be terrified of taking an under in a game that involves the Mizzou
0: defense. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but I I like where your head's at there. Let's uh let's let's take it to. It's not it's not a r- true rivalry game. Uh, in fact, uh, I definitely ended up on the underside of this, on the wrong side of this earlier in the season. But uh, let's go to Tallahassee because the Wolfpack can. Are there still a two and a half out there? We're still sitting around two and a half, or is this thing at three? Uh, this not thing's moving really in the other direction. Huh? Two and a half. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and lock this in under a field goal. Um, I am very, very impressed with the way that NC State has just continued to respond. You know, you you lose Peyton Wilson, and here comes Isaiah Moore. And Isaiah Moore goes down, and it guts the, the coaching staff and the team. And then Drake Thomas comes in and has like 15 tackles. Uh, In that game against Louisville, upon further review, we came back and talked about NC State's effort late in that game. Uh, Bud mentioned how Devin Leary's done a great job of taking care of the ball and really that NC State offense since the um, clunker against Mississippi State early in the season has uh, has a lot of different ways that it's going to be able to beat you. I think that NC State is going to be able to get in and out of Tallahassee with the win. We have seen uh, this Wolfpack team just continue to have answers, and I don't want to doubt them, even against a Florida State team that has been playing uh, some better football as of late. So give me Dave Dorn and the Wolfpack under a field goal against the Knowles. Lock agreement.
3: Mm, way too much McKenzie Milton in practice reports this week, and then you get Chubba Purdy. Transferring out. So let's read between the lines here for a second. What would cause you to, to transfer out mid season? Maybe you've always been wanting to do it, but you got some playing time against UMass, right? So, and you got some playing time over McKenzie Milton. If for some reason Jordan Travis doesn't start and they're having to prep McKenzie Milton to be the starter, that would be a pretty clear signal to you that you got passed over. Maybe that's why you announced you hit the transfer portal on a random Tuesday. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's a possibility. And with that possibility being out there, I really like anything under a field goal.
2: I'm trying to be disciplined. I want to get in there and emotionally just say, I want to fight both you guys. I'm going to just sit on my hands right here and I'm not going to say anything. I'm irritated with both you guys. This is not a play for me on Sunday,
3: by the way, this is the play that happened yesterday.
2: Right. Um, catch my drift. Yeah. I would, do you think I'm, I guess if, if, I don't know if McKenzie's playing. Would you lean the under then too? I was kind of thinking the over in this one because I think the non-COVID flu is really going
3: around Tallahassee right now. If you look on like just any like non-sports page, too, all the memes are like, "Hey, went to Halloween and now I've got now I've got the flu," like not COVID, but like you got people from other sports having to go get IVs. Like it's going through the athletic department right now, pretty seriously. I don't know that it means they're gonna miss the game, but certainly. A lot of sports have had people miss practice this week in Tallahassee for, for flu-like symptoms.
0: Hey, man, I'm I'm glad that they got to have a good Halloween. No, you no. know, Halloween like,
2: is not something you want to miss. Like you'll I'll, you'll take a week of flu for that. I'll, this pisses I'll, me off too because I'm I think they still have a chance to get to six and six, and I think this is one of those key games where they kind of have to get this one if they want to. So I hope this isn't what unfolds. But again, I'm sitting on my hands. I'm just sitting here refusing to get suckered in.
0: I, I think that NC State wins this game because it's also with the focus of going into next week against Wake Forest because your ACC championship hopes are still on the line. Wake Forest will be undefeated in conference play even after losing to North Carolina because don't forget, the most hilarious part of this all is that UNC and Wake Forest is a non-conference game and they will still be undefeated in conference play
2: regardless of the result against North Carolina. Uh, can, you, but- can I just... Pump yeah. gives some – and I mentioned it before. ACC quarterbacks are crushing it. Devin Leary, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions on the year. That is exceptional play. Uh, Florida State, I can't get on board with that one. But, man, there's been some great quarterbacks playing this year for the ACC.
1: Danny, you got that Florida State helmet back there, and you're just going to let these two- I know.
2: Well, I didn't have a play the in the LSU game either. So, I. it was more like, you know – Aesthetics. Yeah.
0: We're just, we're just going for yeah. gold in the background.
2: Yeah. All right, so right now,
0: um, actually, I'll go ahead and call this up for everybody who is watching along. Uh, the Lock Infinity Buzz Lightyear clips getting us going. Tennessee plus one, the first Lock Infinity of the single-game locks. We've got a, a bar fight in the Army Air Force total. The under for Tom and Chip at 37 and a half, The over 37 for Bud. We've got Queen Latifah Lock Infinity. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> lock unity uh, for Texas and M Auburn under 49 and a half uh the rest of the card for Tom includes the under 54 in Michigan State Purdue the rest of the card for chip includes NC state minus two and a half that's lock agreement with bud uh, and UNC minus two and a half that's lock agreement with Danny Alabama minus 28 and a half. Danny's also got Nebraska plus 15. West Virginia plus three and a half. Washington plus seven. The under 60 in Missouri, Georgia. Uh, Bud also has the Georgia State over 53 and the over 47 in Virginia Tech, Boston College. Okay. Tom, how many more do you have?
1: I have at least four, maybe
0: five. Come on.
1: Let's go. All right, Uh, I'll start with another under because, again, I've got a lot of unders this week. I'm taking the under in Baylor TCU under 58 and a half. Obviously, TCU's in a bad spot right now. Gary Patterson was let go this week, mute or mutually agreed to part ways, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Jerry Kill is taking over as the interim coach, and I've seen a lot of Jerry Kill teams. Jerry Kill at Northern Illinois. I've seen Jerry Kill at Minnesota. TCU is going to be running the ball a lot this week. They are going to be playing that possession-based, slower approach to try to stay against the Baylor team that defensively is still sound, just like it was last year when it went 2-7, and seven, but offensively has taken leaps and bounds this season to be one of the better, more entertaining offenses in the country to watch. But also there's the fact that Dave Aranda is... I I Acolyte's probably too strong a word, but he's a big fan of Gary Patterson and Gary Patterson's defenses. He's he's studied them. He's used to be respects Patterson a lot. And I don't think if... I think this is a game where Baylor's going to have the chance or it's going to have control of the game because I think they're a better football team than TCU right now. And I don't think they're going to run it up. I think it's going to be respectful. I think it's going to be, let's get out of here. Let's take the win. Let's go home. Let's stay where we are in the rankings and move on. So I had it under with my numbers as it is, but when I look at all the other stuff going on around these teams right now, I just think it's even smarter.
0: I total respect. The the Dave Aranda quotes about, I mean, among the many Big 12 coaches who've come out uh offering their displeasure with how things ended with TCU and Gary Patterson, I was a big time reminder for me. I think that's probably yep. a smart play.
3: Can right I get there. can I can I still get fifty eight and a half on this?
1: Uh you want yeah. over no, the under. Yeah, no, it's fifty-eight yeah. and a half. That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Agreement.
0: Um, all right. Hey, does the dentist have an old Miss Liberty play?
1: He
3: does. And I actually not even read it yet. He was coaching his son's flag football team, so he forgot to text me last night and I hit him this morning. I was like, hey, is Dennis open today? He Yeah. So, uh this game is potentially be an absolute disaster for Ole Miss. Sandwiched it between Auburn and AM against a team that is highly motivated to play well. Hugh Freeze has probably had this game circled for years, but Ole Miss players' pr- perspective, it's hard to get super excited by playing Liberty. Now, adding all the injuries Ole Miss has had on offense, and, all, and which I could interject here, I think Kiffin said they only had three of their 11 guys practicing who started the year for him, so that's potentially problematic, and maybe the wide line has dropped by four points. All right, back to the dentist now. Uh, adding all the injuries, and all of a sudden, this game is not considered the cupcake it once was considered. Looking at Liberty's schedule, they have struggled to score when playing a decent team. They have been in one game that went over this total, and that was against UMass. I expect Old Miss to try to have to establish the run game for two obvious reasons. One, they've had a tough time rushing versus Auburn and want to get back on track. Two, all of their receivers are injured and their tight end is also hurt. Uh, Old Miss just needs to get a win here and avoid a disastrous loss. I'm going to be with under 67 and a half. I expect it to be a pretty sweaty under. can't believe I'm taking the under in a Kiffin freeze game. Well,
0: I'm this is a
3: Good example of a principle that you need to be willing to bet over or under with any team out there uh, at a certain price point.
0: I've got – when you said the line has moved four points, or was he talking about the total has moved – No, the total. Okay. So I can still get nine and a half, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Liberty. For sure. Um, Ole Miss, like Kentucky, has was a, a much better football team not on Saturday. And the football team that's going to be out there on Saturday – uh, this this one a little bit more you know injuries not as much uh, slowdown in performance I I just think that this is going to be an opportunity for Liberty to try and throw some haymakers anything over a touchdown I think I was going to be excited to take Malik Willis uh, against this Ole Miss defense so yeah give me uh, give me like I'm taking this more for the quarterback and more for what I think that Liberty with Willis and also the ground game in general will be able to do against Ole Miss in the run game, probably more so than necessarily a Hughes, Hugh Freeze revenge game factor, though Hugh Freeze, whatever motivation he might have, uh, only adds into that. But even just looking at these two teams and where they're at in, in their season and the motivation for the game, sandwich spot, as the Dennis mentioned, give me Liberty plus nine and right. All right. What? You know, I mean, can we keep? Can we just keep going? I only Arrow got through. like one or two left. I've got four. <laughs> I got two. I got a couple <laughs> left too. Right, Go well, ahead. Okay. I listen. There is. Um. We had to like blow dust off of the lock infinity button because there's another button that we've been waiting on. It was a button that we missed earlier in the season. We missed an opportunity, and I need to ask. Tom Fernelli, what is the weather report for War Memorial Stadium?
1: Oh, Chip, it is going to be windy in Laramie. (laughs) Uh, As of right now, temperatures are in the low 50s, but winds, more importantly to our interests, because I know where you're going and you know where I'll be following you, will be between 15 and 18 miles per hour blowing through War Memorial Stadium, knocking balls down, taking two bad offenses and making them even worse than they already are.
0: It's going to be windy in Laramie. <laughs> you could even like pause and enjoy this under uh, which, by the way, is at 40? 40, 40 and a half? 41, 41? I can get it. Just based on the teams, I didn't even like. I was hoping for the weather report just so that we could bring it up, and just so that I could wear my my Wonders uh, hoodie. You know, shout out to uh, Robbie Callen and the Puntcast. Uh, I was thrilled to find out that not only do we have Colorado State, a fantastic under team, Wyoming, an elite under team, but we've got 15 to 18 mile per hour winds. And the sun will be shining because the sun powers the wind. I mean, this is one of my favorite plays of the season. Let's go, Colorado State, Wyoming under. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> you did say lock I, agreement, right? I'm yeah. not going to fight
0: it.
3: There's no way. <laughs> I, I I took over 39 and a half on Sunday. Come on, I was like, I'm, no, it. I'm not fighting with over 40. And a half. That, that's you're not fighting point. us. No. You're fighting mother nature. No, I'm not going to fight the wind.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good decision. All right, yeah. Fight, fighting the wind. You don't want you don't want the winds to have vengeance for you, bud. You need the wind behind you. If fighting the
3: wind is definitely like I had the right side to still lose for sure.
0: <laughs> let let it be a a tailwind, not a headwind. All right. Um, gonna,
1: what is that like framed in your office? I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think some CEO wrote a book and uh, he he gives it out for free if you uh, if you show up to interview for
2: the job with him.
0: Uh, all right, Danny, you said you got a couple. Let's uh, let's hear it.
2: All right, I need um, I need a pull assassin play. <sighs> gotta, gotta play. Gotta. I mean, I just have to play one of these ones. So I, uh, Texas, traveling to Ames to take on Iowa State. I don't love laying the six and a half, but I don't love Texas either. What I do love is the total. I'm gonna go over the sixty. I think this will be more of a traditional Big 12 kind of two teams that get in there, that what's left to play, how much effort is left for both of these teams. I liked what I've seen from Texas offensively. I think they're going to put up some points with John. So give me the over in my possession play of the week for Texas-Iowa State over 60. Is that the best number I can get? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have we ever found out what the monkey's name is? Yes, uh, uh Pate she, found it, it out. It is a she, she is Instagram page. Yeah, and it is a female monkey, right? I did her, I did when I was breaking down the video of whether it was intrusion or not. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can't even make this stuff where, up.
3: Where did you come down on the side of our balloons, uh, an appropriate security measure, we tried to deter a child? <laughs> yes. There was a gate there, though, too. Legally, legally, who's at fault, but <laughs> depends on the state. Right. Um, Hmm. And it depends on like when that signage was actually placed there or or not. Uh, However, it sounds like they will fight in court, which is exactly what Danny and I will be doing on this game because I am taking the under 61. Fight, (laughs) fight, fight, fight. Here's my deal on this one. Um, We already know that Texas is missing uh, Jordan Whittington, right? Who's been out for a while, their receiver. Do you know who the number two receiver is on Texas this year? Because number one's obviously Xavier Worthy, and he's really, really good. Although not quite as good in recent weeks when Whittington's been out.
0: I It's, John- it's the guy who uh, ran away from practice yeah. after yeah. that yeah. loss. Right. He's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I'm
3: Iowa State, I'm gonna sit in a little soft zone. I'm gonna say, okay, Texas, you got a true freshman receiver who's really fast. So my number one priority today is gonna be uh, not letting the super fast eighteen-year-old beat me deep. And I'll just play conservative zone here. Let the clock tick, and we'll see how accurate Casey Thompson could be to a bunch of backup receivers underneath. So under sixty one for me there. Hope well. We can't middle at sixty and sixty one, but we could side each other potentially.
0: This game is in Ames. Yeah. Right. Is is Iowa State like? Are they going to be dialed in enough to really bring the heat when it comes to the like taunting and bringing this joke to the forefront as a? Uh, oh yeah. As, like as a student I, section, they better be. Oh yeah. OK,
1: I, there will be lots of kids dressed up as monkeys for this game.
0: I didn't, I didn't want to doubt that Iowa State would bring it, but I also am just not close enough to that like university fan base and the students to know if they've got that uh, that that deep level of uh, execution.
1: Also, if, if you are going to this game and you are dressing up as a monkey, make sure you hold up like a cover three podcast sign to let us know you were listening. And if you want to advertise on the Over3 podcast, hit show ads
3: at 247sports.com. That's show ads at 247sports.com. We're hitting millions of people. Let's get millions of ad dollars in there. Make this thing a roadshow.
0: <laughs> Coca said in the chat, RIP Harambe. That is a throwback. <laughs>
1: there, there is nothing
0: Twitter loves
1: more than children being attacked by primates. I tweeted it earlier this week. Harambe, this monkey in Austin. It's just like you see that happen and everybody goes nuts and just wants to talk about it. Oh, her uh, name is Gia. By the way, Gia. Oh, well, is there any proof that this was Gia who bit the kid? It could have been any monkey. That's
2: what <laughs> <the giver's for. laughs> uh Danny, why don't you keep it going? You said all, right, uh, all the mother. I got a uh, a sicko mode play. Everybody, uh Cincinnati ticked off, right? They fell from two to six. Game day is gonna be there. The nip is gonna be rocking. Everyone and their brother <laughs> think Cincinnati is pissed off in this game and is just gonna blow them out. Blow them out, like style points galore. Well, guess what? I thought we were going to get that against Navy. Guess what we did not get? Wait, what the heck? Sorry, this is my daughter's phone. I don't know why her phone's going on. Um, sorry about that. Um, everyone thought we were going to get that against Navy. Then it was Tulane. Oh, style points. They need style points. Thought they were going to blow them out. Guess what it is now? Tulsa coming to town. Oh, they're going to blow them out. This is a Tulsa team that would put up 20 against Ohio State's defense earlier in the year. I don't know if Cincinnati may not be built to just blow teams out. So I'm going to take um, Tulsa getting 22 and a half. Is that, can I get 23? I,
1: I, I get you 23 and a half.
2: Oh, even better. Give me Tulsa 23 and a half against Cincinnati. And then I got one more sicko mode play. Do we trust Wisconsin to blow out anybody by 12 and a half points? You do? Tom? Are we fighting on this, Tom? No, I think we no. might be fighting because – I'm going to go to the birthplace of college football and go ahead and take Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, 12 and a half. 12 and a half point, dog? I
1: get you 13.
2: Oh, even better. Give me the Scarlet Knights. Greg Siano. This is a Greg Siano special. Like Get his team fired up for the big, bad Wisconsin Badgers coming to town. Give me Rutgers and the 13 and this one. I got one more play for you. It's a total, a lower one. Navy against Notre Dame. The total's 46 and a half. By the way, Notre Dame just gave up 224 yards rushing to North Carolina this past weekend. I think Navy's going to put up some points, but I don't think they're going to slow down Kyra Williams and Jack Cohn and company for the Notre Dame firing, Fighting Irish. So give me the over 46 and a half in Navy-Notre Dame.
1: Best I can get you is 47 and a half because everybody I'll else is on your side. Go
2: ahead. No discipline here. Just no, go ahead. I real. like 40. My system said the number was 46 and a half, but I'm going to go ahead and just rock with it and take the over. Danny's numbers. Yeah. My system. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to take us to the Sun Bowl. One of the biggest games of the week. UTSA. Our Roadrunners going to play our beloved Miners from UTEP, picks up. And I'm seeing a double-digit dog in a rivalry game? Are you kidding me? In a game of this magnitude? And I know that we just saw UTEP take an L, but it was because it was a look-ahead. They just want to throw you off the scent. They just want to give us the opportunity to pick up our axes, our little picks, and go and uh, take some swings at the Roadrunners. So if I've got plus 11 in a game that I do think is going to be very, very fun and come down to the fourth quarter, that I love that wiggle room there. UTSA probably wins, but I think UTSA wins by a touchdown. So let's go, Miners picks up.
1: Can't do it. Can't, can't pick sides in this one. It's like, Danny, you've got three daughters. It's like if two of them are fighting, you can't pick one to win. You're not rooting for one. You're just trying to break it up. I just hope everybody has fun. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody's happy at the end of the day.
0: And we only have but so many years of cayusa left that we're really going to be excited about. And this is one of them. Uh, maybe one of the best Conference USA football games that we'll have uh, here in the late stages of the league as we know it right now. So, yeah, give me the minors plus 11. And now I, that, I'm good till Moneyline Sprinkles. All right,
1: I've got three left. <laughs> I'm going to take another under. It's my last under, I swear. The under 59 and a half in Tulane UCF. Uh, Michael Pratt got a concussion last week, was knocked out of the game. We don't know his status going into this week, but Tulane's offense has been struggling all year long without Pratt. I really have very little faith in it on the same side. While UCF is getting better in the weeks since losing Dylan Gabriel, I'm still not ready. to. I don't like the spread nearly as much as I like the under there. So I'm going to take the under 59 and a half and then a couple of my Sunbelt sicko plays. I am taking this is this is a simple case chip of what has this team done to deserve to be favored over anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking ULM plus three and a half at Texas State because Texas State is not a better football team than ULM. They're both bad football teams, whether you like the record wise, ULM is four and four, but it's not nearly as good as its record suggests. It has a point differential of negative one twenty two on the season with those four wins and Texas State just isn't good against anybody and it doesn't know how to win. So I'm taking the Warhawks to cover. And finally, I am taking South Alabama plus four, I think, is the best where I could still get it now against Troy I think South Alabama is better than Troy. I think this is the wrong team being favored, and I know this is kind of a local rivalry, big game, but just I think the wrong team is favored. So give me the Jaguars.
0: Is Chip Long out at Troy?
1: I mean, he, like not, I mean, he should he, be based
3: on, on coach.
0: trending that way. I think not just not just for punting decisions or fourth down decisions, but yeah, you know, a job that people think might come open is that accurate are y'all y'all seeing it the same way i think it's
1: possible yeah but i don't have specific insight there i I can't say i'm paying super close attention to the situation but i could see that happening yeah
0: no i was actually tipped off because somebody in the in the very reliable sources that are at the cover three podcast live chat on youtube.com slash cover three like three weeks ago somebody was like chip long's done and I, everything I've seen suggests that that uh, that premonition if it was not a prediction or at least uh, some sort of informed note to pass along I'd, I don't know I'm keeping an eye on it that is for sure all right let's uh, let's, let's dump out the card all right uh, we are going to go to uh,
3: to Louisville. I am playing over 46 Clemson Louisville. Uh, I think that that offense. If Dabo just doesn't try to kick ridiculously long field goals this week, uh, and that was very windy last week, they probably should have scored 30 legitimately without a defensive score. They had three missed field goals. I am going to take under 56 and a half in Kansas State, Kansas. Uh, I think there's a chance of wind in that game, but more importantly, uh, I I think Kansas kind of shot its shot against Oklahoma, breaking out that new offense, and uh, Oklahoma State was like, oh, we saw that. Appreciate you guys trying that against them and not us. And since we're not missing four of our defensive backs, like Oklahoma was, we're not going to have any problems with that. And Kansas basically didn't do a damn thing. Kansas state's defense last week was sneaky. Good. I mean, they, they really made TCU look terrible. I know TCU had some problems of its own, obviously. And they fired their coach. Uh, let me see what else here.
0: Oh, that was Chip it. Lindsay, not Chip Long, by the way, Chip Lindsay's the head coach at Troy. Chip Long's the Tulane offensive coordinator.
3: Yeah. By the way, on Tulane, well, I'll, I'll say that, but they do go forward a ton on fourth downs, which is a a good thing to pay attention to. Like they will go over more often than their numbers suggest because it it creates higher scoring games for both teams. Uh, I'm also going to take rice and Charlotte under 53 and a half. Two bad defenses here. I know, but two offenses that I think are going to run the ball a little bit more than normal. Given you have some QB injury stuff going on here. Um, so, yeah,
1: I I like that. I was close to taking Rice on the points this week. Yeah. Another situation where it's like a, if the spread's the other way around between these two teams, I'm just betting the dog. Does he get uh does does he get fired there too, Blimgren? I don't know. I don't th- I think I think it would help him to finish strong, but I don't know if there's any real heat on him right now. I mean, he took over a program that was in pretty bad shape. Okay. Um
3: I'm pretty tapped out for now. Okay. And y-
0: are you Danny, you got any left? No, I'm tapped out till uh, Moneyline Sprinkles. Okay. Uh Tom too? Yeah, I'm done. All right, let's review. Uh, Tom Tennessee plus one the under 37 and a half in Army Air Force the under 54 Michigan State Purdue the under 49 and, and a half in Texas A&M Auburn South Alabama plus four, the under 58 and a half in Baylor TCU the under 41 in Colorado State Wyoming ULM plus three and a half and Tulane UCF under 59 and a half chip. Also, Tennessee plus one, under 37 and a half. North Carolina minus two and a half. The under 49 and a half in Texas A&M-Auburn. NC State minus two and a half. Alabama minus 28 and a half. The under 41 in Colorado State-Wyoming. Liberty plus nine and a half. UTEP plus 11 and a half. Danny, Tennessee plus one. Nebraska plus 15. North Carolina minus two and a half. Texas A&M Auburn under 49 and a half uh, West Virginia plus three and a half Washington plus seven Texas Iowa state over 60 Missouri Georgia under 60 Tulsa plus 23 and a half Rutgers plus plus thirteen and a half, and the over forty seven and a half in Notre Dame Navy bud tennessee plus one the over 37 in army air force the over 53 in louisiana georgia state the over 47 in virginia tech boston college nc state minus two and a half the under 58 and a half in baylor tcu the under 61 in texas iowa state the over 46 in clemson louisville the under 56 and a half in kansas state kansas and the under 53 and a half in rice charlotte Lock infinity on Tennessee plus one. Lock unity on the Texas A&M Auburn under Uh, two on one bar fight for Army Air Force with Tom and Chip on the under, Bud on the over. Lock fight on Texas Iowa State between Danny and Bud. Lock agreements include North Carolina minus two and a half, the under fifty eight and a half in Baylor TCU, NC State minus two and a half, and the under forty one in Colorado State Wyoming. Taking us to our money line sprinkles where uh, thank you, Coca Uh, Tom is 13 and 15 up 7.74 units. Bud is 12 and 15 up 5.48 units. Chip is 10 and 15 down 0.64 units. Danny nine and 20 minus 3.1 units. Looks like everyone got at least one win last week. Bud cashing two tickets with Fresno plus 100 as well as Old Dominion plus 170. So, Mr. Elliott, what do you have for Week 10?
3: Well, Chip, I'm glad you you asked here. Let's go ahead and bet on some high-variance teams. Uh, The first one that I have for us this week is two teams that may have quit, uh, but I'm just hoping to be on the right side of one. And I'm going to go ahead and take USC plus 271 at Arizona State. No Drake London. No run defense, but uh, if you've been reading stuff about Arizona State, sounds like they got real problems there. I I, I don't know how 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 Diamond Hands the AD and the president are going to be now at Arizona State. Now that that team is is uh, is kind of quitting down the stretch, and I know they had a lot of turnover problems last week. So I will start out with USC this week. Then I'm going to take a team that I have lost a lot of money on this year. Which <laughs> there's not a lot of them because I'm actually pretty lucky this year so far. I'm going to take Southern Miss. Who should not be an underdog to North Texas? North Texas is also missing its best player. Give me Southern Miss plus one seventy-five at home. I, I, I know they don't have a really much of an offense, but North Texas—I mean, that's like an obvious lame duck situation to me. I think Southern Miss will still play hard. You know, um, I have another one here. Go ahead and give me West Virginia. I can grab one fifty. I think it's the best number out there right now. Yeah. West Virginia plus 150. Tom seems to be very on top of that number, so I, I suspect he's going to save the guy in this game. Uh, and because I already – this is another one that I already played, but I can't play uh, again because the numbers moved on the side, but I'll still take I'll still take the, uh, the money line here. Give me 155 on Wyoming hosting Colorado State. Colorado State is one of these teams that I'm just absolutely done with uh, because Adazio – Is like maybe the worst game manager in the entire sport. And they consistently underperform their metrics. Like he should be fired. It was a terrible hire at the time. Maybe having Urban Meyer run your coaching search is not the best move. I don't still don't fully understand why they did that, but they consistently underachieve relative to how well they move the ball and, you know, stop opponents from moving it because he makes really dumbass decisions on fourth down. And it's just a terrible game manager. So Wyoming for the upset at
1: home. And I think I'm tapped there. That's four, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Tom.
1: I am in agreement with Bud on uh, West Virginia plus one hundred and fifty. I will not be with agreement on you with Southern Miss because I don't care what the numbers say. Southern Miss burns me repeatedly, so I have sworn off the Golden Eagles until next season. Uh, my other, my I've got three. My second is Mississippi State. Getting the best I can get right now is one seventy-five at arkansas i'm sorry arkansas i really am I'm turning my back on you but just i don't
0: their last place
1: that's that's way arkansas too much
0: is the last place team in the sec standing sec west standings
1: yeah that is that is way too much on mississippi state right now and then finally there's two teams left in the country without a win and i love to see teams Get at least one win because, damn it, you work that hard all year to at not least experience one weekend where a game finishes and you can feel good about yourself going into the next week is a shame. So I really want them to get the win, and I think this could be the most winnable game left on the schedule. Give me UNLV, one fifteen.
3: wow, that one. I guess I again, that that stronger oh, opinion about a damn money line, but all right,
1: let's
0: That's,
3: go
1: Rabs. <laughs>
0: Um, I am, uh, is it, we don't, we don't necessarily, because it's a sprinkle, we don't necessarily like call it a, you know, lock agreement, lock unity, but yeah, yeah. Give me West Virginia. Um, also give me Washington. Um, the PAC 12 consistently does whatever's worse for the PAC 12. And after Oregon lands in the top four, uh, what would be more PAC 12 than to have Washington just go and win that game, uh, outright. Also, um, you know, this we everybody's trying to move Sonny Dykes, uh, move Sonny Dykes onto TCU. Memphis money line, let's go.
3: Don't hate it. I could see don't that. I just it. want to see if Hennigan's going to play. Sure. There's, there's three quarterback or well, like four quarterback situations I'm watching this week. Mm-hmm. Memphis is one. Uh, ULM is one because they they don't know if, if what's his name's going to play there. Uh, Middle Tennessee State is one, and then FSU. By the way, on FSU, I know we talked about this earlier in the show, they just canceled their inter-squad baseball scrimmage uh, out of an abundance of caution. That was to be Friday. So it's definitely going through the whole athletic department.
2: Danny? Uh, Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can still hear me, right? Yeah. Yes. Can you hit four box on there? Can you just hit the four box so we can see all you guys? All right. Give me a second. Hold on. I'm getting ready for oh mine because I'm a little bit irritated with some of the stuff that's been going on on the show today. <laughs> I, hold on. I know. What's I, going I need I, I don't like the chip has the. Oh, come goes. on. Come on. <laughs> so this is. <laughs> this is. Here we go. This is my official Letterman's jacket. And everybody's counting out the knolls this weekend. Do we forget that it's 2021. I just had a little virus that came through. Might have been a flu bug. And guess what I did? I called up this company and they set up an IV. And I sat there for about an hour. And guess what? I felt great. I don't know what kind of juice was in there, what kind of vitamins were in there, but they have modern technology. It was only Wednesday when some of this news came out. It's Thursday now. They're going to be back. They're going to be ready to go. This team is playing with more confidence than I've seen from them. I think Mike Norvell, my vote for coach of the month of October, I think the Knowles get the win outright against the Wolfpack. Give it to me, baby. Ain't no drug
3: testing at NFLPA Alumni Association.
2: <laughs> That's right. I'm going to go ahead and hop on the notes. I do think if you're going to play them, you play them to win anyway. This thing is so baggy. Holy cow, I didn't know it was this big. I haven't worn this sucker in a while. It might have some moths in it. All right, my other plays. I have been atrocious this year on my money like Sprinkle, something I was fantastic on last year, so I need to get this sucker turned around. Give me the spoiler makers. Give me Purdue playing at home against Sparty to win outright. One thing of note, Michigan State's pass defense is horrendous, one of the worst in the country, 127th in the country, giving up 300 yards a game. Aiden O'Connell, who's he got to throw to? David Bell, one of the best receivers in the Big Ten. I think they'll be able to put up points. I am concerned about Kenneth Walker, who continues to run off everybody, but at some point – and they've had some success doing it before with Peyton Thorne, but I wonder where his confidence is right now coming off a two-interception performance uh, against Michigan. The other one, I'll go ahead and take Auburn. We talked about this game earlier. I think it's going to be low scoring. Of the two quarterbacks, I am starting to look at Brian Harson, the job he's done with Bo Nix, and starting to be more of a believer that maybe he is prepared to go into this hostile environment. He's completed 70% of his passes the last couple games. I, I think Texas A&M is, is going to try to get Spiller and A-Chain going. I wonder how that goes against Auburn's defensive front. And if they have some success, I don't think they're going to shut those dudes down. But I just I don't know if Zach Calzada, who's only completing 55% of his passes on the year, is going to replicate what he did against Alabama, against this Auburn defense. So give me Auburn. On these numbers, they got one, plus one 140 for Purdue. Is that right? Uh, I can
1: get you. Oh, hold on. I got 132, but let me look further.
2: All right, well, whatever I can get no, on no, that No, there's I, a 140. Okay, and I had plus 120 for my Knowles.
1: 117 is the best I can do Okay,
2: that. I had plus 172 for the Tigers. Yeah. And then I had one more, because I think we have to do a wouldn't it be funny if, like, it's got to be in there. And I there's an LSU helmet. I'm not that stupid. Okay, I'm not going to go that much swinging <laughs> for the fences. <laughs> that truly is a prop that is just up there. But wouldn't it be funny if Hugh Freeze came back to Oxford <laughs> and had the last word... And all of what, it, what transpired there in Oxford, Mississippi, Malik Willis, we know what type of talented quarterback he is. And while he didn't have his best game against Syracuse and he had a couple other clunkers, he's been getting right last couple games, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. We know Ole Miss' defense isn't exactly world beaters. So wouldn't it be funny if Liberty goes into SEC territory and pulls off the win? Give me Liberty at plus 290. I mean, that's – Oh, a, do you like
3: 290 better than 310? Oh, I like 310 the
0: best. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that's, that's as bold as uh, Bob Comedice trying to escape from the uh, hotel security out the window of a hotel room. You know?
2: Yep. <laughs> sure is.
0: <laughs> uh, Tom with West Virginia plus 150, Mississippi State plus 175, UNLV plus 115, Chip West Virginia plus 150, Washington plus 235, Memph- Memphis plus 165, Danny Florida State plus 117, Purdue plus 140, Auburn plus 172, Liberty plus 310, and Bud, USC plus 271, southern miss plus 175 west virginia plus 150 and wyoming plus 155 awesome show gentlemen fine work yep. to all of you thanks to all of you who hung out and watched this live thanks to those of you who are downloading listening or watching this later on youtube.com slash cover three or wherever you get your podcasts we will be back on saturday night for our instant reaction show so make sure that you keep an eye out for that you can follow him on twitter at Tom for you can follow him at bud elliott three you can follow him at danny Canal, and you can follow me at chip underscore patterson gentlemen thank you very much thank you